Well, good morning, everybody. Neil Foley from the Business Growth Club here. And I'm really pleased to be sitting next to a good friend of mine, uh, Ola. Good Hello. morning, Ola. Hello. Hello. Hello, Neil. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Good, good. What we're hoping to do today, and what you'll achieve by listening to this podcast, is getting the perspective, a different person's perspective, on what's it like being a black businessman in Norfolk. Because uh, it's right to call you black, I guess, isn't it, Ola? Actually, I'm not black. No. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do have this issue. I mean, we what, do, what do we, we call do have you this issue. Look, I'm actually brown, right? Yeah. True. There are black people in, in, on the planet, but yeah. I'm not one of them. Okay. Right? And I do get offended when people call me black, but... For this uh, interview, you can call me black, uh, but you know I do get offended because I'm actually brown. Yeah. yeah, but and you don't get offended if somebody calls you a brown person. No, no one ever calls me. <laughs> no, brown. I know absolutely. <laughs> or no. a person of color. <laughs> a person of color or uh, African descendant is, yep. is is probably you know the yep. the you know when I fill forms and it says uh, black British, but I'm not I'm not black. So you know they're trying to be politically correct, but actually that is not correct because it is actually very wrong in my in my opinion but um that's what we've been labeled as um but yeah there we go well we'll learn more about that as we go through because because yeah, sure. it is a minefield for us you know normal white middle class people especially in norfolk because there aren't actually Can that I just many stop people you there? there sorry yeah go on because uh, uh it's caucasian okay. it's, it's a politically correct term term in or well, at least in america anyway okay yeah but yeah sorry well, no it's a good point and there's a lot that we take for granted, isn't there? As, as I said, when you live in Norfolk, I've, I've lived in Norfolk on and off for most of my life, and actually there aren't that many people, coloured people in Norfolk. I mean, there are a few more cosmopolitan... We've got a slightly more cosmopolitan feel in Norwich, but probably lesser, because you're in... If I describe this for the, uh, for the listeners, we're, we're in a field uh, in the Norfolk-Suffolk border... Uh, where the broadband is fantastic. I think there's about, <laughs> there's about four meg uh, a broadband. So yeah, it's right. uh, perfect for all of it. But it, I mean, it's a very beautiful location, but it is a very rural place we're in, aren't we? Yes, it is. Yeah, I, I do do like it here. It's, uh, yeah, it's very rural. When I first moved up here um, um, in 2005, uh, my colleagues uh, in, in Norwich, um, they used to call me the field Negro because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I can see why because I'm, yeah, well, I live in the middle of a field and, you know, that's, and that's, that's kind of, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm able to get on and because I'm in a creative industry, you, you less distractions and so on. And yes, and it's, you know, it's a great place to, to, to be where you don't get distracted and yeah. you can just get on and focus. And what is your business background then, uh, Ola? Um, well, I've been in the music industry since nine, the early 90s, um, uh, where initially we started, I started uh, on a, a record store and then started distribution, uh, set, set up a record label, and then we went into publishing, and then uh, we also did, uh, did uh, as things moved on, we, we went into different areas because, you know, you, know, you can't stand still in business, you've got to move with the times. Um, and then um, settled with uh, music publishing, and then uh, we now really, uh, we produce music for uh, for the media, which is called production music, uh, where our music is used in um, films, um, for corporate use, for adverts on the TV, radio, and all that kind of stuff. Um, that's, that's, that's where we currently are at the moment. And, and and also to, to diversify a little bit more because the music industry is getting a bit tough uh, to combine because we do the the we've got the media with the film and the adverts and so on um, and we we're producing um, videos for our um, 
artists. Uh, we in the last four years we started to to produce uh, corporate videos, promotional videos for 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 small businesses. Okay, so. Uh, and what on earth then made you come to Norfolk? Because I guess that's that most of that type of work will have been based in London, presumably. Yes, I mean initially, I mean it was it was more for personal reasons than than business. Um, and back in those days, you mentioned broadband. We were a little bit more on, on, on the internet was you know it wasn't a problem. I could do business quite easily with our customers in in in, in london and the different parts of the world because we trade with our, our most our biggest client is in america and most of our income comes from sorry our biggest client is in um, germany and most of our income comes from um, from america uh, but yeah it was uh, it was it was more personal reasons uh, for quality of life um, and and something different um yeah, and, and initially for the first two or three years, it was uh, it was fine. There was no, you know, I was able to trade as as, as well as I was when I was in London. But then it became more uh, more difficult because as the industry got uh, more got tougher, um, I had to be I wasn't seen as much, so it was difficult to 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 to, to attend um, all of the, you know the networking events and meetings and. And you know different events where people would be mm, to, mm. to you know because you need to pe keep your face about. So um, that became a little bit more difficult. Plus, also, I found locally that the, the talent wasn't as um, there's lots of uh, talented uh, individuals, but we I couldn't find uh, uh, people who could actually produce and provide a finished product. Yeah, and that's where you know um, the producers. Uh, that's where kind of like things started to. Uh, you know. And they're still based in the big cities, are they? In, in... Generally, because what I found um, moving to Norfolk um, and is that basically you, the, the, it's young people are, are the key to you know uh, to, to the music industry. It's, it's very youth orientated, at least you know to to keep it all moving and to you know to, to keep the, uh, my business going because you, it, it, they have the most dispensable uh, income and so on. Um, but you employ young people, um, you get some really good um, smart ones on, and, and then then they, they fuck off to London because that's where their opportunities are. <laughs> well, so, yeah, you know. rural Norfolk has attractions of uh, people of a certain age, but uh, you know, young people got to cut the key teeth and they're bound to do it in the big cities, aren't they? Yeah, and that's, you know, I don't blame them, you know, yeah. they you know, don't want to go to the big lights and whatever else, but, um, you know, that's, 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 so we had a little bit of a problem with holding on to, to, yeah. to those, the, the talent, because they would, you would develop them to, to so far and then I'm sure it's not just uh, with uh, within the creative industries but most industries they yeah. they would go uh, go to the the main cities because they're you know yeah uh, yeah no, it's, it's something that young people have to do isn't it yeah. so so as a so as a as a, a man of color I've got that right now uh, coming to Norfolk for the first time what sort of reaction did you get from the locals um well I've I've, 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 I've I thought it was, you know, I, I didn't see any real indifference from, from being in London. I mean, uh, I did get some um, prejudice, but, you know, I mean, from my experience in life, um, you, everyone experienced some kind of prejudice, no matter where, who you are, what you do, you're, we're all different in one way or, or the other. Um, I mean, the, the thing about Norfolk, one thing I did learn is that it takes, you know, it doesn't matter where you're from, you could be just over the border in Suffolk, it takes you know several years for people to 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 get used to you or to accept you or or someone in that's in on a on a so personal social basis uh business people are a little bit more open-minded because they have to be <laughs> um but yeah i mean personally i didn't 
find any real issues uh, with uh, with my with my color. Uh, you know, it, as, it, in fact, I use as a, I use it as an advantage okay. because being a minority has its advantage. I mean, I walk into a meeting and you know, lo and behold, uh, you know, there are very few um, people of uh, eth different ethnicities uh, in a say a networking meeting of maybe 20, 30 people. I'm instantly noticed, mm -hmm. and people notice me. So uh, there we go, and that's that's for me is a is a big plus, and is is, is you know it's kind of like it's good for marketing. So if you want to be noticed, then you know don't paint yourself a different colour or anything <laughs> like that. But it sounds like the black and white minstrels. <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure we should be blacking ourselves up. No. Maybe I'll try that next time. I'll see what reaction I get. Yeah. But no, it's a good point, isn't it? Because I mean, you're a tall guy as well. Uh, you know not particularly handsome but I mean but you, you can't have everything but you're, but you're a tall guy and and as you say of uh, brown or black or, or of colour so you will stand out won't you especially in Norfolk and Suffolk and places like that yeah I mean I, I think that I mean with uh, in the business community business if you have a negative outlook then people are not going to look they're not going to want to do business with you um, and you know if you look at the stock market it thrives on possible uh, sorry positivity yes rather than and if if you have a negative outlook then people are not going to want to do business with you so you know so it's, it's i think it's all about looking at what's around you and and taking something that would normally be some people may deem as a negative or or, or, or hindrance and make a positive you know thing out of it yeah i guess you've touched on an important point there because i guess you it's quite easy to cast ourselves as victims sometimes isn't it and have a victim mentality that you know i would have done xyz but this was against me and that was against me yeah i, I don't and i don't get that victim mentality because we all can everybody's a victim of something we all, i mean i could be a victim of my own success i'd rather be that kind of victim yeah. rather than a victim of of something that's a, a negative so yeah yeah we could all be uh, victims i i mean I mean, I've been in situations and for all my life where I have always, I've genuinely been a minority. I, I'll give you one example of something that, um, where, where a split second where I felt that something could go horribly wrong here. Um, must have been the early 90s, there's this music called Chaba, which is a, a, a European um, fast, aggressive techno music. Uh, we call it Gabba in, 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 the, um, in the UK, we're used to. It's not so popular nowadays, and it's young, young people uh, so I normally um, yeah, dance to it and go clubbing to it. So I knew the promoters. We were in this club in, um, in Belgium, they were uh, in this... Uh, um, arena, this uh, go-karting um, or something arena, and there were about twenty to thirty thousand skinheads, yeah, white skinheads. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and they were dancing to this aggressive music. I was with the, the DJ and a couple of ladies, and one of the ladies wanted uh, a, a drink that wasn't available where we were standing behind the VIP bit. It, the, the guy said you have to go to the other end of the arena, and I thought, being a gentleman. I'm going to make that trip. So I went across the arena and I think, oh my God, what am I doing here? <laughs> right? Absolutely. And all of these guys dancing around to this aggressive music and then I came back with the drinks and then all of a sudden, right, um, they, they were um, putting their hands up like, as I said, like, a, like a Nazi salute and I just thought, for a split moment, I thought, oh my God, I'm in trouble here. And I looked up to the DJ and the MC and lo and behold, yep, he was a black guy. <laughs> so, so, but you just see what I mean. You, yeah, you yeah. kind of like we perceive that people or things can, can you know, could can, can cause you problems or issues. But 
lo and behold, that kind of situation, it was actually another, you know, I called him black, but, you know, mm. a person of colour, actually asking all the guys, all the, the, the young people in that arena to raise their hands up. But they, they were, I also found out afterwards, the music and the, 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 the music industry around the, that genre of music were against um, racism. And they had a big campaign about Gabba against racism. So, um, yeah. I guess it's, I mean, we all judge people on looks, don't we? I mean, you have, I mean you're, we're making split decisions about all sorts of things, aren't we? When we meet people or hear people talk or whatever. And, and, and skinheads would make you think far right normally, wouldn't it? You, yes. just, you just would. And you'd you'd yeah. assume they're racist and the rest of it. Well, if you go back to ska music. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, ska that's, was very integrated, wasn't it? Yes, and it was uh, very, yeah, because they had skinheads as well. Yeah, they, they did, yeah, yeah, they yeah. did. So, yeah, I mean, I think people can, um, I mean, it is quite funny when sometimes, I, I, I do, I, I don't get me wrong, I, I do, uh, I am often faced with uh, people who are, I'm not going to say racist, I'd say prejudiced and ignorant. Yeah. Because the, the individuals who will look at people uh, because of indifference, I don't think it's because they they would they will I think they will be derogatory or have some issue with anybody. Yeah, that, short, that, fat, that's, ginger, it doesn't yes. matter what it is. Yeah, no, yeah. exactly. So yeah. I mean, you you do find them, and they, but then it's 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 from my experience, the best thing to do is to challenge their ignorance and actually be friendly and over overcome them. Yes. Um, and you know, and you know, show them love and blah blah blah, and make them realise that well, there's no indifference, and we're all human. We're all human. You know, we, we can actually help each other out. And you know, look at you. Look, are you any different? You're, 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 you've got some differences there. And and to me, it doesn't matter whether I'm, as you say, black, ginger, uh, a female, um, disabled. You know, you know, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I know you hear this term, uh, institutionalised racism. That's been around a long time. It really, really, I suppose, since the Stephen Lawrence thing, really, didn't it? When the Met Police got branded, yeah. is that is that something you're conscious of? I mean, I have again. It's like I have experienced that, and we will experience that. And it's 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 just. I think it's just human nature. Okay. Other people are, you know. There's. I mean. Some people will say to you, oh, oh, I don't like the police. Well, actually, I've got a lot of respect for the police and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and so on, because, you know, who would you go to if you, were in prop if you had problems? You go to the police. Uh, um, I mean, we look at uh, Barack Obama, you know, who, you know, it's like institutionalised racism. I mean, he was the most powerful man on the planet for, for, for eight years. And, and now we've, it, we turn over and we get a, you know, a Caucasian guy and, you know, look at all the trouble that he's causing. Um, <laughs> Not all white people are like that. <laughs> I know, but I, I know. But I know what but, you mean. But yeah, and in, in terms of... Um, I tell you what, actually, institutionalised racism. I, I see that as I, I, I turn it around and make it a positive thing. So, when um, um, you know, there's quite a bit of one thing that I have uh, capitalised on as a business in, in Norfolk is uh, is funding. Yep. And then there's this little box that says, "What ethnicity are you?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, of course. So, so you've got a natural advantage. So I've got you? a natural advantage. Oh, I'm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do put black British, you know, but you know, but it's it's like, oh, okay. So they have. So it's actually reversed. So yep. in in some cases, because of society, they recognise that there this may there may be an issue. There is an issue, and some people may you know you know deem it as being an issue they you know they actually because i'm a minority here i can you know i can i can uh, gain from that and that's the institutionalized um positive yep. uh, discrimination yeah if, if if you see what i mean yep. 
Um, I think, you know, sometimes society can be overly politically correct. I mean, with my, um, if you hear some of the conversations I have with my friends, we use the N-word quite, quite regularly. And, and these are Caucasians saying it to me and people go, oh, but, and it, you know, it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. We don't, uh, you know, the, the music industry and creative industries are very acceptance of indifference, you know. Yes. Um, I know you said that to me before in terms of, because there's all, all of life is in within the music and creative industries, yeah. and so in every, but you, you accept, but you do you do take the mick out of each other a lot, don't you? Yeah, we yeah we do take uh, the, the mick out of you know people's indifference and uh, ourselves because you ha you know sometimes you have to take the mick out of yourself. Yeah, we do yeah, take yeah. the mick out. Of I'll give you an example of an indifference. We had this um, uh, lesbian uh, uh, lady working for us, and. Um, you know, and she, she used to say to me that um, I don't like, um, I don't fancy women or something or whatever, but because, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a lesbian. I thought, well, what are you then? Okay, you're not a lesbian. And then she was with us for about a couple of years and she got to know all of the artists and everything over, over the phone and, and, and via emails and so on and so forth and some contact. And then um, all of a sudden she started to change. Her phys, uh, you know, she, she, had, she was quite well endowed. And then slowly but surely, I didn't really notice, uh, but I'm looking back, you know, she, she, she started to morph into um, um, a man. And then, um, and then she, didn't, she didn't tell me, but then it, uh, initially, but it got to one point where we were driving in a car and then she put her iPod into, into my uh, car system and then it came up with this, uh, a, a name on it. It said, Aiden. I said, oh, who's Aiden? She goes, oh, that's a friend's iPod. Went, oh, okay. And the next day she came into work and said, I've got something to tell you all. I said, what, what's that? What's that? And he goes, um, well, actually over the last um, six months, I've been having my hormones test changed and all of that and I'm actually having a sex change. I went, oh, okay, that's all good then. She says, and, um, and she then goes to me, uh, but, but I don't know how we're going to do with all the artists. Could you say that um, you, I, I left and then my name is, and, and, and then you <laughs> really? and you employed this guy yeah. called Aiden? And I looked at her and I thought, do you know what? Uh, no, we can tell them that you're, you've had a sex change. And if they don't, anyone that doesn't like it, they can fuck off. Yep, end of story. Yeah, yep, end of story. And then um, she went, oh, oh okay, <laughs> right. So um, she, she, you know, she went away. A couple of, she went to the, the, her uh, counsellor and, and, and whatever, because you have to be counselled through sure. this kind of thing. And they, she put together a, a, a letter, which we then sent out as an email. And lo and behold, you know, some people made a few comments, but no one would do it. It was a bit of acceptance. It was like, you know, we did have a, you know, some people had a giggle and a laugh, but, you know, nothing serious. And it no. was, you know, it was, it was um, business as usual. And I spoke to some other people locally about it and they go, oh, they were a little bit apprehensive. And it's like, well, well, actually, you know, this is what happens. This is, the, this is the real world. This is what happens. It's quite common in some societies that mm. people have, um, you know, yeah, I mean, transgender. Yeah, you'd have to feel courage for her to to say actually, you know, tackle the issue. If she's feeling very uncomfortable as to who she is, then change. Yeah, know, without a doubt. Yeah, that's, that's her choice. Yeah, yeah. So, so as a as a person of colour in Norfolk, as a business person, you've used it to your advantage, partly through grants and funding, and if there's anything there that might be there just because of your ethnicity, it helps. Yeah, no, that's got to help, isn't it? What what what's your overriding memory, if you like, of being a, a relatively unknown coloured person in Norfolk then, from a business viewpoint. Has it caused you any problems at all? Well, uh, no, no, I mean, I, I, I look at that as that uh, if 
if as a um, spiritual kind of person it's like you, we make our own paths and if um, anybody or any situation that hasn't worked for me I, I look at myself and say what could I have done differently how could I have approached this differently what you know this hasn't worked out well why you know what have I you know it's got nothing to do with my ethnicity or anything because if I use that or mm. I think that is that as, a, as an issue I'm never going to move forward mm. I have to be able to work within and you know uh, politely challenge any negativity so I mean I don't get me wrong I've had some racism blatant racism comments but you know that was sorted out and you know there's just ignorant kids but no I, I don't you know I mean it's it's how you deal with things. I mean, uh, actually, another. Uh, I mean, young people are great. If you you know, they. I did have a little bit of a hang up, uh, a little a little while ago. I thought, oh, actually, how are we going to deal with this? Because am I going to be the face of the, of the business? Because people aren't necessarily going to um, you know if they don't if they see this black guy in in our videos promoting what we're doing, they say, oh, he's a black guy. I don't want to do it. And then and then um, I don't even remember Harrison. He said, to, he said, yeah, well, actually, Ola, um, we don't want to deal with those kind of people anyway. <laughs> so I was, like, <laughs> was Harrison a young guy? Was he a young guy, Harrison? He was a young guy, yeah. yeah. good for him, yeah, he's right, person. isn't he? He's right. Said, we don't want to deal with those kind of people. So yeah, yeah. if they have... Those people who don't accept, they're actually missing out, yes. you know, in business or in personal life because variety is a spice of life. And, you know, the, you know, the more you accept in life, um, the more you know, fruits you can you can you know reap from it. Um, so yeah, variety is the spice spice of life, and you know it's, it's, if people that kind of don't accept others for who they are, they're, they're potentially going to be missing out. Yeah, no, absolutely. Actually, I give you a, this is on a personal level. I have my children. I've got uh, my ex-wife is Jewish, uh, and my youngest daughter is um, Norwegian. And uh, at Christmas time. Right, my children have they celebrate they celebrate um, Hanukkah, mm -hmm. um, Norwegian Christmas because it's on a different day than than um, than the, 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 the UK, and also the, the the English Christmas. So they get three sets of Christmas <laughs> presents, <laughs> so, and they love it because they're accepting and they're yeah. embracing yeah. you know all of these different cultures. So you know, there's me from Africa and uh, you know accepting the British culture and, and so on. Then you've got the Jewish culture and you've got the Norwegian. It's like, well, wow, what, you know, you know, it's great. Yeah, what could be better from a child's viewpoint? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, let's hope that continues. And help me in terms of if, because if, I, I worry sometimes about the institutional racism, that the, there's inherent racism in, in all of us, as you've said earlier, but from a, from a Caucasian or a white man's viewpoint, is there anything wrong with describing? Because I can, I can, of different occasions, try to describe you to other people. And, you know, when I'm meeting somebody I don't know, so we've spoken on the phone, I always tell them, well, I'm just some sort of old sod and I'll be wearing, you know, I won't have a red carnation, but I'll, I'll be <laughs> yeah. sitting in the corner of the hotel and the rest of it. And you could go all around the houses trying to describe Ola, saying, yeah. well, yeah, what's Whereas actually what you need to say, well, he's a six foot four, you know, black guy. Uh, yeah. And he'll be the only black guy you'll see in the hotel. Yeah. I mean... It, how do you feel about being described that way? Well, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, if that's what people see, if that's how they want to... Because we it's try a... and be politically correct, don't yeah, we? Saying, but... I don't want to be 
it's like some of my, you know, Caucasian friends or colleagues, they, they will they will use the M word or whatever. I won't say it you no. know, on, on here. But, um, but then I say, I think it's not what you often say, it's what you mean. True. Yeah. If you, you know, it's what you mean. If you don't mean to be offensive, then if it's, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's what you mean. And mm. if, if that's the way to describe me, so long as you're not being, you know, derogatory and you, you don't use any derogatory terms or people don't use derogatory terms, then that's, that's fine. It, you know, I don't think there's a problem with that. And would, would the, the other people that you know of coloured or black, would, how, would, how, would, how do they tend to feel about being described that way? I mean, are you, you unusual or are you the norm? No, well, I'm, I'm, um, people don't mind, they accept being called black or, or West Indian yeah. or African or Nigerian or whatever. But um, I just find that, I mean, thinking about um, success or people in business, it's like the, if you have a chip on your shoulder and you want to, you, you let your ethnicity, wherever you may be, you may be Polish, you may be Portuguese, we were all foreigners together you know in terms of our, 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 our appearance and what have you you know don't let that hold you back you just got you know if you have a chip then people are not going to warm to you yeah you need to integrate and forget all of that you know um, you know that, you, that you're any different to anybody else people only see what you want them to see if you want them to see something that's that's indifferent to them because you're you're portraying that uh, with an with a uh, negative attitude then that's what they're going to see and they're not going to warm to that um, and then, if I look at, I mean, I've, in terms of uh, um, Afro-Caribbean uh, people in business around uh, Norfolk, I don't know. I, I do know one guy actually. We've just done um, a job for him, and you know, he's lived in and um, for most of his life, and then he's moved to to to, um, to, uh, to Norwich. And he's the same as me. We yeah. just have a laugh. We just take the piss. We don't care about our colours. We don't. We don't. You know, we're not together because of our our, our ethnicity. It's because we get on as people, and it, mm. you know, and, and that and that's that. That's it. <laughs> and then this is a, a, a funny thing about. Um, well, this is. I'll let you in on a secret. Right? <laughs> Go on, <laughs> another one. <laughs> right, you may not. Uh, listen for all these people listening to this podcast. If you know any uh, black guys, right, or or black women, many black guys, like if they're in somewhere like Norwich or Norfolk, and you, and then my, my partner often says, "Do you know that guy, that black guy over there?" He goes, "No." <laughs> why? Why did he just nod at you? Because we we have this little kind of nod. We walk down the street and we, or we see someone and we, go, and we just have a little acknowledgement. That's it. Yeah, are you struggling or are you having a good time? I'm just not acknowledging that you're. You're, we're, we're the same here, aren't we? Yeah. So we're just a little acknowledgement. So just when you're with me down, yeah. when you're ever with me, you see another black guy. See if we give our, each, each other a little, bit, a little nod. Secret that, nod. <laughs> see, like the Masons. <laughs> you got your own little that. secret codes and funny handshakes. And... Yeah. Well, we don't shake hands. We just kind of go like that, and it's quite. Yeah. It's, it's I've practice. never noticed that before. No, yeah, because it's... it's yeah, yeah. I love the way that Dordie would say, you know, do you know that guy just what, just because he's black? Is, is that what she meant? No, no, because... Because you did the other. nod. We do the nod, and she's like, hold on, what's going on there? <laughs> don't know that person. Don't know that person. But it doesn't mean that, you know, I'm going to, you know, get on well like this person. It's no, just no. acknowledgement on, and, and so on. And I think more so it's... it's, it's um, people do it as a okay yeah i'm just acknowledging you you know we may be going through the same struggles but yeah i'm just showing you some respect yeah, here yeah. and that's that but from my point of view i don't see it as um um as 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 i'm not struggling you mm. know i've you know i have struggled in life but you know i've i've learned to 
be um, yeah be uh, be positive and um, yeah positive discrimination and 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 look at whatever obstacles uh, I'm faced because some may deem me as being uh, uh, of different ethnicity. I'm saying, well, we're all the same. Yeah, absolutely. And then the world, I mean, in particular, I've, I, when I came to Norwich, I was only 11 and then left in the early 20s and didn't come back to about 14 years ago. And actually, it's just a much more cosmopolitan place, just Norwich generally rather than Norfolk. Largely, I guess, because of the university and the business parks and the food research and the rest of it. It's dragged all sorts of people from all over the world. And we've got to be better for that, haven't we? The, the, it's, just a, it's just a nicer feel on it. It is a nicer feel. I mean, I have to be honest as well. If you go into... I mean, Fatford has a bit of a bad reputation. Yes. But I actually... Love, I really like Fatford because mm. of the, the diversity of mm. cultures. And, you know, it, it's... you know the, OK, they still may be European and Caucasian, but, you know, it, it just... You know, it's a little bit of a... It makes me... Yeah, people have a... Yeah, Norwich is very good. Norwich and, is good. Because yeah, not all Europe is, is, is actually very tolerant, is it? I mean, as you know, I've spoken to you before. We, we went to Austria on holiday. And it was only a couple of days in, you suddenly think, actually, I haven't seen any coloured people or black people here at all. Mm. The only people of any different, different ethnicity were probably uh, Turkish, I would think. There were a fair few of those, kind of Germany and Austria. So they, they weren't tolerant in the slightest, which surprised me, I must admit. Yeah, I mean, I thought about that, and I did kind of like... You did put me off going there for a little while, and then I'm thinking, actually, because someone did invite me. Did they? Know, well, you should Austrian still go. Guy. Yeah, no, and then... I mean, and, But then I've been like... It's been like that for all of my... You know, since I've been in the music industry, I've travelled across various places of, of Europe. I mean, one of the scariest things I did was uh, um, we were touring Germany, just like in... Uh, in 89 actually well yeah and 89 90 and then we got on this train uh me and my um, ex-business partner who's my ex-wife we, uh, as far east as we could and then <laughs> got off the train <laughs> went into this little cafe and then opened the went into opened the door looked in and i thought oh okay and then uh, i looked in and i thought Okay, everyone just stopped. It went silent. Really? really? <laughs> and I just went, right, okay. The only um, black African-Caribbean people they would have seen would have been in the US military. Really? And I'm thinking, hmm, right, should I... I think we'd better get back... Not, let's just get back on the train. <laughs> so... But now, now I've travelled through 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 most of uh, Europe. I haven't been to Russia yet, um, but I don't know people who have, and I think that... Could be a little bit of they're a tricky. Aren't they? They're a bit tricky with any 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 different culture. That's a, that, that that's a tricky place. Um, but most of you, I'll tell you another funny story. Actually, I was in uh, Estonia. Um, I went to knew some guys there, uh, some uh, performers, and 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 then um, people kind of kept coming up to me, shaking my hand and asking for my signature. And I was giving it to me. What the nothing? Why? Why? Why is this? Why do they ask? Is it because, they say, because they don't see many black people, and they think you're famous. <laughs> <laughs> you must be famous because you're here. Because you, you wouldn't be, be wouldn't be in Estonia anyway. <laughs> you wouldn't be in Estonia anyway. So I mean, oh, okay. <laughs> so you know, so it's, there's that indifference thing again. It's like, yes. well, you know, you might perceive, and that might be your perception. It's like, oh right, and. Um, People were looking at me funny, I thought, but then they were actually, oh, who's he? Is he famous? Is he a rapper? Is he listening? I was none of that. I'm, you know, not talented at all in that respect, but it's just a perception. So, you know, I think, and and, and the, all of these things through life has taught me have taught me to be positive and use it in a positive way. Um, 
I don't think you've ever, since you've known me, I've ever had any kind of issue with, uh, no. um, you know, saying, oh, someone, so-and-so, because I'm this, that, and the other. Or, no, no, never, no, no, you've always been a very positive person. I think you are full stop, and I think, but, but then you're a great ambassador to, 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 to try and, especially in an area like Norfolk, where there aren't that many people of different, especially in the rural parts, I think it's, that's exactly what the world needs, isn't it? It's to say, actually, we're all the same. But different, but you know, just let's all just get on. And from a business viewpoint, who cares? No, 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 exactly. You know, who cares? I mean, you'll, you'll miss out a whole, you know, you're missing out if you, you yeah. don't embrace, you're missing out in ideas, you're missing out on um, uh, kind of, you know, more people that you could sell to, different markets, and so on. You know, the world is a much smaller place. And if you can understand uh, people of difference, whether it will be people have a lot of, prejudice more so um, against Eastern Europeans in some businesses yes. like, but then you know, that's a whole part as a whole community that you could be embracing that you could be learning from to sell to or to mm. market to and mm. and to help or whatever else so it's like you know it's, it's, it's all about you know better, yeah just yeah embracing it all, all that you can see and but I mean I'm sure from my perspective and my experience you know some people may be a little bit apprehensive, thinking, "Oh, okay," and maybe, and I think, "Oh, okay." This person, I don't mean to be um, uh, thinking out anybody, but you know, sometimes women can be a little bit, "Oh, okay," I don't want to. Mm -hmm. I found it, and, I found, and then so I approach them, and I approach them in a you know gentle manner, mm -hmm. and then just to reassure them, yeah, mm -hmm. we're not all rapists or whatever mm -hmm. they might yeah, be yeah. thinking, or hooligans or whatever. I do speak relatively well I, I I think and and just make them feel at ease as you say be an an, an, an ambassador yeah. um, for uh, minorities mm. um, yeah and 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 I guess that's true as well because am I right in saying your origins are Nigerian yes so of course if I Nigerians asked, get a bad rap don't they yeah yeah they they, they 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 do and they don't but then it's it's like well then so do other people mm -hmm. you know it's it's like i mean i actually take their mickey out of that you mm -hmm. know because i think it's quite 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 amusing and, and play on it mm -hmm. so if i ever asked you for your mother's maiden name mm -hmm. uh, and and your bank account details <laughs> yeah yeah what do you think i'm going to what do you think i'm going to do those i may pass them on to my cousin <laughs> yeah, okay, in, yeah and, and yeah so those emails are starting to come out more and more now so yeah so just watch out yeah if i ask for your mother's maiden name <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Very true, Ola. Well, it's been a real pleasure talking to you, uh, Ola, and, I'm, and, and I hope people have found this interesting and and stimulating. And and what we will do is put Ola's uh, website details on the uh, the podcast text, so if, if people wanted to get in touch with Ola, etc. And this will be one of a series, so we'll we'll develop this as we go along. But thanks very much for listening, and uh, until next time. <laughs>